Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. How you doing? How you living? How you loving? How you learning? I am excited about this episode. We do a little bit of chit-chatting and we have a little bit of Dr. P answering your questions. If you want to submit your questions to get answered, you can hit us up. Hit us up at Comedy at gmail.com. And if you need advice, Dr. Peluso will answer. Also, if you don't want to email, you can hit us up on Instagram on Sundays and Mondays on the Instagram story. We put up a Dr. P slide and you can put your question right there. And we will offer you board uncertified advice. Completely non-professional. All from the streets. None from the books. This is not a real doctor. Okay, so don't come after me. I don't claim to be a real doctor. I'm not telling you to take my advice. I've only lived a life and care to share. And if you are someone who just needs an ear, I can be your ear. I can be a hero. (coughs) I can't sing. It's one of the things I really wish I could do. It's, It's one of those, like, if you could do anything other than what you're doing type of questions, my answer would be sing. A singer. (laughs) But we get into a lot of it. (laughs) We get into a lot in this episode. And I, I don't get into too much of what's really going on in the world because we're inundated with it. And I don't think we need to reiterate all the shit that we're seeing on a daily basis. You guys know what the fuck's going down. You don't want to hear it. You don't come to this podcast for news. Although I am going to start revealing some news stories for our patreon debbie and i are gonna start collecting stories from instagram and just stuff that's fun to consume to give us a break from the reality of it all but then again who's really giving us the news you gotta follow the paper trail man it's a bunch of lizard people out there oh i can't help it sam tripley's voice is ruminating in my head during these dark days (laughs) look there is light. I hope I can be your light. That's why you guys come to this podcast. Thank you so much. And don't forget to rate and review us on your way out on Apple iTunes. Leave us a little rate and review. We appreciate you. And without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode with the one, the only, board uncertified doctor, non-doctor, with a PhD in THC. You know her. You love her. You want her uncertified advice. Doctor. Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, 
comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. It's on fucking fire, y'all. Carlin just came around the corner. He heard me yakking it up and was concerned. The world is on fucking fire. And I feel like a day joint, truly. I feel like a day joint. I I can't wait to get into my office, truly, I can't wait till Cloud 10 opens up their studios. I ask them every damn day. (laughs) I'm such an annoying Virgo. ADD moment. The plant is looking really good today. If you guys aren't watching the video, you're really missing out. I really brought the bamboo into the moment. This, before I get back to uh, our regularly scheduled program where I'm talking about driving Cloud 10 nuts every day about the studio, This plant was my mom's plant. Actually, I think it was mine originally, this bamboo. It's over 10 years old. I love bamboo because it lasts forever. I've had bamboo plants that literally have lasted longer than all my relationships combined. Um, And this one is one of them. My mom stole it from me, and then she died. It's 1 p.m. I'm having a tequila and a joint. Sorry, Dr. Daniel Amon. My ovaries are at risk. Giuliani doesn't understand what assault means. And someone punched Jody Sweden. We're going to get into all of it. <laughs> but for now, admire my bamboo. Okay. I'm on an edible. I'm having my favorite freaking tequila. I'm, I'm going to find a way to make these girls be a sponsor of the podcast because I love their tequila. And... It's 21 seeds. The cucumber jalapeno will shoot your panties off. Shoot them right off. Ready for it? By the way, humble brag, this lemon's from my yard. So not everything, not all, all is not lost. Okay? You got your own lemons? Hey, bitch. I'm literally making lemonade because the world is on fucking fire. And I'm not one that has expressed that sentiment often. I'm not one that sort of buys into the hysteria, but I think I've realized about myself that I am Kirsten Dunst from Melancholia. And if you know that deep cut reference, congratulations, you are a movie nerd like myself. I think, I I can't remember who directed it. I want to, it's an art house film. I want to say it's Lars Van Trier, but you know, the good thing about the internet we don't have to wonder anymore, do we? We can just Google a bitch. So let's let's Google this mofo. Um, it it's it's an end of the world type of movie. It's pretty fucked up. I will say that. Kirsten Dunst is the main character, and it's haunting for some reason. 
in my past, uh, not for some reason, I know why, I've loved to watch scary, haunting, disturbing films. And it does have to do a lot with trauma victims. I'm not here bragging about being a victim. I've been through shit. If you've been on this podcast journey with me for five, six years, you know I'm very open about what I've experienced and what I've been through as a woman. But there is some psychology to women and people who have experienced traumatic experiences, who have been through traumatic events in their lives, seeking out entertainment that allows them to live their, their trauma to live vicariously through the chaos in the movies. And I think that's why I have enjoyed horror for, you know, ever since uh, I was a young, young lass. Okay. Melancholia, 2011, drama sci-fi. Two hours and 16 minutes, which, you know, I have, a, I have an issue with movies that go over an hour and a half. What are we doing here? Why? Tell your story in a more concise fashion. We don't need, not everyone can Martin Scorsese this or Steven Spielberg this. Really know your audience and fucking step away. Leave us wanting more. Anyways, this is a great movie. Lars Van Trier. Let me tell you, Lars Van Trier... I need to know what happened to this guy's in, in his past. Because his movies are, my favorite word, jarring. They're jarring. Um, Nymphomaniac, The Antichrist is, I will say, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I don't mean that as a jab to Lars Van Trier. His style of cinema and storytelling is so visceral you have a physical and emotional and spiritual reaction to his movies um melancholia his movies just get in to your damn soul uh looks like his first movie was italian for beginners um he's got a lot of strange movies that I'm sure are dark because I'm just judging by Nymphomaniac, Antichrist, and Melancholia alone. Dark, 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 dark. But as a woman, I'm so sorry to do this to you. I'm trying to find a comfortable position and I just got to adjust this, guys. And that'll get me back to my point about getting into my office and getting into Cloud 10. Um, the Antichrist is a very important movie for women to watch. Now, I'm not saying you're going to love it. You're going to fucking hate it. And it's just my opinion. Y'all know that great Tina Fey quote, just because you decide something, just because you decide you don't like something doesn't mean it's empirically not good. Same thing as if you decide it is good or something that you like. It doesn't mean that it's great. So the Antichrist, for me as a woman, I felt seen in all the wrong ways I felt seen by this director and writer who seemed to understand the darkest parts of what it means to be a woman and I I still don't understand how he's figured that out I don't know if he's the son of Satan I don't know if he's Satan himself I don't even think he's evil I just think he's maybe misunderstood <laughs> can we say that for the devil I have a real question are the devil and Satan the same person? Is that a dumb question? I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Let's see. 
I can't be the only person who has thought this. Are the devil and Satan the same person? Let's see. The difference between the devil and Satan. Okay. So Satan, here's Wikipedia. Can we trust Wikipedia? They're kind of like 80% accurate with my page. So we'll, we'll take that with a grain of salt. Satan, also known as the devil and sometimes called Lucifer in Christianity, is the entity in the Abrahamic religions that seduces humans to sin or falsehood. Okay, so Satan's got a lot of monikers. The devil, Lucifer, got it. Okay, well, all I'm saying is I think he just might be a misunderstood piece of shit. And um, in correlation with these Lars Van Trier films, I'm not calling him Satan. I'm, I'm only wanting to understand how he understands a woman's fears so deeply. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So back to why I moved this bamboo <laughs> and me wanting and can't, and me not being able to wait to get into a studio is I want to be able to branch out. You guys know what this podcast it's evolved in so many different ways. And I have, my life has been such an interesting exercise in grief management from you know 2016 to now and even before then so it's been interesting first of all I want to thank everybody who's listened and who's been fans of the podcast since day one I know I say it a lot but I mean it and I want you to hear it I don't think we hear that enough appreciation and, and gratitude and I am so fucking grateful for you guys um I know there's so many other podcasts out there I know you bitches love murder and, you know, I love a good science podcast. I love Science Versus. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I love Conan Bryan Needs a Friend. I am obsessed with Smartless. Fucking obsessed. And I want to be a guest host when one of them isn't around. I don't think that's too much to ask. All that being said, I know that this podcast has evolved. And even from the beginning of me having my father be my first guest, it started out and has, I think, kind of maintained this very candid, personal view and um, sort of look into my life. It literally is my life. And that can be difficult. You know, it's, sometimes it's like separating yourself from your art and what you do can be a weird thing. And I know a lot of people who perform have an issue about calling themselves artists. It's so, it's so ironic, like to get up in arms about calling yourself an artist. I'm not going to call myself an artist. It's such an artist thing to say. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, to like, God forbid you have pride in what you do. Uh, if you create something, music, poetry, movies, anything for consumption, entertainment consumption, it generally falls under the artistic category. I'm sure even some porn can be considered art. There, I said it, you know? But I realize that this has been an interesting podcast journey. It sounds like I'm, I'm coming to an end with it, with this conversation, but Sometimes it's nice to just sit back and sort of think about your catalog as a performer and a comedian and a host, the catalog of your content. 
because I don't consume it the same way you guys. You guys are like listening to this at work while your children are taking a nap, while your husband's out, while your wife is out, while your girlfriend's blowing you, whatever you're doing, I'm in your ear. And, you know, it's, it's, it's different for you guys because you're experiencing it from that perspective. And I'm just divulging what I go through. And I think I've always sort of been that way. Not that I'm, I'm trying to have like a self-indulgent moment. I'm feeling inspired to discuss the inner workings of this podcast a little bit. It's all been accidental for the most part, but there are intentional moments. Obviously, the guests I've had, you guys know the trajectory between my father's illness and death and my mother's illness and death. I, I've sought out solutions and, under, and, and professionals to help me understand what they went through, what I'm going through. I'm, I've got a curious brain and I'm insatiable for the truth and, and explanations. So... You know, the podcast has been such a fucking roller coaster of like a personal diary in borderline verbal diarrhea. And um, I know you have so many other places to go, so many other like award winning podcasts. And maybe I should have started this as something more focused. But then again, I'm a child of ADD and this podcast is directly reflective of that. So. All that to say, I fucking appreciate you guys sticking on the ADD roller coaster with me and knowing that you never really know what you're going to get from me. But there's some consistency. You know, you guys can always count on like a fun guest, something entertaining. It's like TED Talks for stoners, kind of, with tequila. Tequila, endo. It's tequila, entertainment, and dope. That's my TED Talk. There's been so much going on in the world. I honestly had to motivate myself to not set things on fire in, in lieu of the Senate voting. And also, it just feels like the more you look on social media and look at the news, and I know this is just a consistent conversation and a lot of different avenues in your life and all the different periphery that you're involved in and see and conversations that are going on. It seems like it's all falling apart. And, I, and the, from the beginning of this podcast, I'm not one to say that. And so if you do watch the movie Mel Melancholia, the movie Melancholia, you'll understand what I mean when I say I feel like Kirsten Dunst in Melancholia that character and how she handles imminent chaos is what I'll say without giving it all away. It just seems, you know what it feels like? And I love life. I have, I wake up excited to tackle the day. I wake up like, oh my God, is this the day I'm going to move the needle, push the needle forward in one of the avenues I'm working on? Am I going to make a breakthrough in my script? Am I going to think of another fun chapter title for my book? Is Brad Pitt going to be at the supermarket when I'm there? I wake up under the umbrella of 
living in a world where possibilities are endless. But I got to say, lately, it's been a little bit of an exercise to fucking wake up that way. And in, not in light, but in darkness of this Senate situation, I just wonder what the fuck is happening. And maybe Sam Tripoli was right. (laughs) They're all lizard people. Maybe they are. I don't know anymore. Does anyone else feel that way where you're just like, fuck, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe there's fucking lizard people. Maybe there's fucking lizard people. I don't know. I'm very concerned. That's how I feel. I feel very concerned. I feel very... I feel like I'm in Jumanji, but it's much worse. Like, Jumanji looked really fucking scary. And I'm talking about fucking my man, Robin Williams. I'm talking about my Robin Williams version. No offense to anybody else, but I love you, Jack Black, but it's fucking Robin Williams' world. It feels like we're in Jumanji. If there was much more detrimental situations going on, if there were literal fires, if there were street zombies, if Handmaid's Tale wasn't a you know, fictional storyline. That's what it feels like. It feels like Jumanji with an opioid addiction. That's what it feels like is going on in the world. And it's taken a lot to not go down those rabbit holes, you know, because now there's a video coming out about the origin of Planned Parenthood and how it was meant to control the black baby population and further the white supremacy narrative. And I'm, I'm like, Oh fuck. What's real and what's not? Because I'm not saying that's not real. The, the, the thought of it being a truth is it, it, it splits me in half to think about that. But the other thing we really have to acknowledge is that sources are shifty these days. There's two things we really have to acknowledge. The fact that sources are shifty, meaning where we're getting our information, what the origin is, who's the author, who owns the author, who pays the author. You always got to follow the fucking money. Now I sound like Sam Tripoli. (laughs) Pizza Gate was about pedophiles. Justin Bieber got felt up on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Save yourselves. Giselle Caldwell is the devil. (laughs) It's the devil reincarnate. That's not, that's not a not true statement. It's, it just all feels like it's fucking falling apart. And it's hard to not go down these rabbit holes because you're, you don't know where these sources are and you really do have to follow the money. Who's paying the person who wrote the fucking article? You can't just read the article and you can't just read the headline and take it as truth. That being said, we got to find out the fucking truth. And if we don't have a revolution soon, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> God, it's so dangerous to want to have freedom. True freedom seems like a really dangerous feat. And the more the days go on, I'm sure you guys have all sort of had this desensitization. Desensi- desensi- 
desensitization. You've been desensitized. There we go. Desensitization. It's a tough fucking word. I'm sure you've all felt less every day looking at the news and just waiting to see what the latest is. And it's one of the reasons why I don't scroll on Instagram really anymore because my mental health is waning every time I do. And it seems like, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, lately on social media, Instagram specifically, it seems like they're starting to share a lot worse shit. Or is it my algorithm? Is it that I can't stop looking? (laughs) But man, it's just fucking infuriating and I don't know what's real. I think that's a fair statement to say. I've always said this on stage. The one thing I know for sure is I don't know anything for sure. The one thing I'm certain about is I know nothing for certain. And I keep my mind open and I try and stay in the middle and I try to breathe deeply when I see things and hear things that, that shake me to my core. But the one thing I've heard and read and do believe and think is that weapons have more rights than wombs right now. And that the argument that this whole abortion thing is about protecting children off of the heels of us having more school shootings than we've had days in this calendar year just sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. Regardless of where you stand on gun law, gun ownership, regardless of where you stand, let's put our alliances down. Let's take off our jerseys. Let's stop pretending that we're really repping something that's real, that matters. Let's take all of that down and look at human beings and look at our children and go, what do we need to do to change this? Because we're the only country in the world that seems to have this fucking issue. That's the only thing. You guys know I don't really, not that I don't get political. This isn't a political podcast, but the, the, the truth is, is I've been caught up in what's been going on. And it just seems to me like there's a lot of hypocrisy going around. And I feel like we're starting to see under Oz and behind Oz's curtain a little bit. And hopefully we all wake up and we let go of our allegiances and realize that the only tribe there really is is the human tribe. And we've got to try and focus on that a little bit. That might be hippy-dippy and zippity-doo-dah and a little woo-woo and, and whatever you want to call it. That's my, that's my viewpoint. Is It's all really fucked right now and we got to take our jerseys off and stop playing it like it's an NFL. This is real fucking life. What the fuck are we going to do? Oh, I'm going to move to Fiji. You know? I've always been like, oh, America's okay. It's not that bad. Comparatively, it's not that bad. You know, but here's the thing. It's like there's good parts and bad parts to everything in existence. And I think 
if we really knew what was going on, if we had the truth of what was really fucking happening, a lot of us would be saying we want to move to Fiji. I think our pride gets in the way of our logic sometimes. And we have an issue with really understanding what the fuck is going on. And it's also like, I'm sorry, but ignorance, ignorance really is bliss, but it's not useful. You know, ignorance isn't a useful tool for trying to like start a revolution. Watch if you, if my fucking YouTube page just goes black, you guys know it's because of what I just said. And I'm not trying to tell everybody to start a revolution, but I do think the resolution might be a revolution. Right? Oh, that went right in my fucking eye. I think a revolution might be the fucking answer. And I don't know how we do it. I really don't know how. I have a hard time organizing a game night at my own house, let alone an uprising. But I think that's what we're missing. Now, see, now I, now I even sound more like Sam Tripoli. <laughs> I should probably stop while I'm ahead. Well, I still have a head. I should stop. Well, speaking of head, um, we're, this, this is technically a Dr. P episode. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit up top. But speaking of head, that brings me to our sponsors this week. Dame. Dame, you're probably like, what? What the dame are you talking about? Is that even a swear word? What the dame? Can you imagine? That's such a cute little grandma thing to say. Dame is something that showed up to my door. And I've had a lot of cool, interesting sponsors on the podcast. And and then these things showed up on my door. And I was like, oh, okay. We doing something cute, cute. Well, let me first tell you guys what dame is and let's be honest and I'm, I'm gonna not even act like I'm reading this entire product breakdown that they have I just don't want to mess it up for them you know because they sent me a really good gift box filled with fun things and I and and I appreciate them because coming off the heels of what I just said I'm feeling emotionally I really needed what they sent so let's be honest sex is better when everyone's enjoying themselves and I agree it's hard to get to that place for me, like, I really need to like the person. Otherwise, I'm, I'm thinking of my grocery list. I'm thinking of <laughs> things I need to do beyond this moment. I'm not really engaged. It's probably a me problem, but I agree. If everyone's enjoying themselves, that's the best. That's when it's the most fun. And so that's why Dame Products designed Eva. Okay, you're probably like, what the heck is Eva? I met Eva, and... Her and I are still getting to know each other. It's the first hands-free vibrator for couples. What did you just say? I know. Vibrating has been such a solo sport for women for so long. That's not to say we don't use it while we're having sex. But sometimes I feel, at least in my experience, having a vibrator, just because of the connotation, sometimes a man can be threatened by that. And if you're a man that's threatened by a vibrator, get over it. Okay? The woman's trying to have an orgasm with you. Stop worrying about the means. Have some fun way to enjoy it with her. And I think that's where Eva comes in and provides this bridge in this sexual gap that we have in, in this aspect of our lives. And Eva, she can boost pleasure. She can make a connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. And I'm going to show you Eva in a minute. But 
Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but can also increase your emotional connection. See, I need my emotional connection for me to be deep in order to experience pleasure during intimacy. But also, you can decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. Sex is great. Everyone fucking loves it. Okay? Well, not everybody, but most of us really enjoy it. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Say it louder for the people in the back. Don't be threatened by the vibrator. It's just trying to make you have fun with her or him. Enter Dame Products. Dame designed its hands-free toy, Eva, specifically for couples. And that's probably why I, you know, I tried her out and I was like, man, I I think I need help. I think I need someone to help me with this because I, you know, typical Virgo, I just rip open the package and I just threw it inside my puss and was like, something, I need help. (laughs) It's, it nestles closely to the body and it stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend. It's your pussy's BFF. So what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share. Plus, sex you'll look forward to. So let me show you these things that they sent me. But before that, if you guys are already interested, which you should be, because I have tested these products. All except for one. Go to dameproducts.com and enter code SHARP today for 15% off site-wide. That's S-H-A-R-P to take off 15% of your first order at dame, D-A-M-E, products.com. So let me show you guys what we have here. So I'm going to tell you this is sex oil, which just sounds hot. And I'm not even, they didn't ask me to do all of this like reveal of the products, but because I'm so open about sex and we've talked about it so much, I feel like we need to discuss the sex oil. What a great way to call it instead of lubricant. Like it just sounds sexier to me. It's sandalwood and cardamom, which, you know, excuse me, did you just turn my vagina into a fucking chef? I think you did. It smells amazing. It smells like... It smells like if you started dating a guy who led ayahuasca ceremonies, but like really, really good ones. And who also is a guy who puts his hand on your chest and you see his entire childhood. That's what this smells like. It smells amazing. Sex oil. I highly, highly, highly recommend using this. I recommend using some sort of lubricant. And oil is just gentler on the body. I've used a lot of different brands. And sometimes you can put something on there. And it just, this is what it does to your kitty cat. Takes away all the vital lubrication. And it just, (laughs) it leaves you like the Sahara Desert. That's what happens. This stuff is legit. Um, The one thing I didn't use out of all the stuff they sent me, only because I love them so much, but this is just something I won't do. But you guys, if you love to do it, that's all, that's your, it's your life. Live your life. Sex socks. Socks for sex. Also, I love the O-Face. Look at the O-Face. They're really soft, and I'm going to use them when I fly and and hold my feet up and look at people right in the eye. I cannot wear socks during sex. I think it's it, it's kind of like if you had, like, wet socks on, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. 
and this could be a personal problem and it, it, it definitely is but for those of you who love sex socks look at what's on them you got the o face in the back how cute is that on the bottom so the, i'll wear these. these are gonna be my airplane socks which if it says sex socks on them i'm probably gonna get in trouble but you know what that never stopped me before okay let's look at eva <laughs> so eva eva is this little it looks like eva from uh wally is what it actually kind of looks like it looks like the robot from that movie wally eva and she comes in a cute home there's a few accessories but i definitely had uh look, look at this she's got like a little house like a little charging house a little uh, hot box for her i it, it, i didn't know how to put it in there because the instructions say i mean and this is just probably my problem i'm gonna read you what the box says and by the way getting sent sex toys is just so much fucking fun in case you're wondering eva is a hands-free clitoral vibrator just to read that on a box feels good i don't know why just going someplace and seeing the word clitoral in a place of business it makes me feel powerful Eva is a hands-free clitoral vibrator that delivers consistent stimulation during penetration. A lot of words. I'm already, I'm already wet. With flexible wings that tuck snugly under your labia. <laughs> I have to tell you that this deserves a Pulitzer Prize. Eva stays in place and out of the way so you can focus on your pleasure. I have to tell you that's the most perfectly worded paragraph I've ever read in my life. It's, it's so, there's so many twists and turns. It's a story arc. There's suspense, there's sex, there's information and there's conclusion. It truly is magical. So I, with all that being said, I still didn't know what to do with her. And here's the thing about my brain. It's not a pro it's not a problem with Dame. My brain is so literal that sometimes when things are delivered to me, literal, my brain goes, well, it can't be that easy. Let's overcomplicate it. So we don't understand. All you do is you tuck these little things up inside the coat of your cooch. You know how, I mean, some of you have a larger coat. Some of you have smaller coats. I really don't have a coat, but now we're getting real personal. So I feel like I needed an extra set of hands to tuck her in. You know, when you got like, you're, you're trying to hide the wires behind the back of the TV and you can't reach it. So somebody else has to come in and kind of tuck the wires away. That's kind of what I needed with this. But I will say. Eva packs a motherfucking punch. Okay? Eva packs a fucking punch. That's all I'm going to say. And then the other thing they sent me was this suction toy. Um, excuse me. A suction toy. I haven't looked at this one yet because Eva sent me into a whirlwind. So let's look at the suction toy. Okay. I don't know if it comes with a charge. Oh, God, they make you, they, they build your suspense. Hello? Yeah, is this my vagina? Sure. Two o'clock? That sounds great. Alone in the bedroom? Absolutely. Do you want to watch Shit's Creek after? Uh, this is such a cool design. And it just looks like you're taking COVID temperatures. No one's ever going to assume that this is a sex toy. Not that you should have any shame about it. But, you know, in case a friend comes over and this is next to your bed, just put it up to their forehead. No, this is it's a COVID why does your COVID machine smell like a vagina? Shh, shh, you pro that's probably because you have lost your sense of smell and you have COVID. So let me just test you. 
um, I'm excited to try this. I'll let you guys know. I'll report back on the next podcast episode. But thank you, Dame, so much for all these gifts. Gifting my vagina? How sweet are you? Uh, here's the deal. Having a pleasure practice is good for you. It can improve the quality of your sleep, which is so true. Help you de-stress, which we all need. Relieve pain and even give you that lit from within glow as you go about your own day. But most importantly, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with yourself literally and learn more about what you like, which is so important, ladies. And I'm speaking to ladies because I am one. Play with yourself. Learn how to play with yourself so you can tell other people how to play with you. And that will lead to better sex. So check out Air, the suction vibrator from Dame Products. It's a powerful arousal tool for your fans of oral stimulation. I'm so excited. Man, let me tell you guys, don't go down on us enough. And I'm speaking from someone who likes to go down on someone I care about. I'll do it all day long. So go down on us. And ladies, make sure you're taking care of yourself so that's an enjoyable experience for you both. You know, but if if you don't have a man that does it, hey, hit up Air. He will, or she will, however she identifies, she'll go down there on you. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof. Hello, take it into the bathtub. You guys know, go to dameproducts.com and use code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, for 15% off your order. Let's answer some Dr. Peluso questions. What do you say? Let's get right into these babies. Um, what do we have? Unicorn Jess. I have to wear a butt ugly dress as a bridesmaid in my sister's wedding and we're 40 feeling pretty but what the fuck you know I have been there I've been there and I you got to take an edible this is going to be my response for everything because of the state that the world's in take an edible try to have fun it's not about you it's not about you but also like your sister should no, not to have butt ugly dresses. Was this shit done out of spite? Are you the only one in the butt ugly je- dress, Jess? Because if so, then you know this is a personal vendetta that your sister had against you. Did you fuck her soon-to-be husband? Feeling petty. I thought you said you were feeling pretty. Feeling petty, but what the fuck? No, I get it. First of all, I don't understand, and, and there's a certain place, a special place in hell for people who have weddings on holidays. Special place in hell for you. I'm happy you found love, but don't fucking ruin my 4th of July. Don't ruin my 4th of July. Because the percentage of successful marriages is not in your favor. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> no. So I get it. It's Don't worry about feeling petty. Maybe you should find a way to like fix up the dress so that you like it. Or make, make your hair and makeup look real dope. And just have fun. Definitely take an edible. If that dress is unfixable, you got to fix yourself from the inside out. I'm not a real doctor, guys. I'm not telling you to take my advice. I'm just giving it to you. Rogue MMS 2018. Is every person just bisexual and you just choose the person that makes you happy? I don't know because I can speak personally. I don't think I'm bisexual I've never been attracted not 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 attracted I think women are attractive and beautiful and I have friends who I think are so beautiful but I've never felt the urge to act on that I have never felt like I've wanted to put my face in a girl's crotch Um, I've licked a a time or two but hey you know it was the early 2000s and Destiny's Child was hot so we just were wild. We were buck wild in the streets. 
I think a lot of people probably are bisexual, but I will say a lot, I think a lot of people are gay and maybe they think they're bisexual. I think it takes, th- th- it's such a s- spectrum. I'm choking on my tequila. I think it takes, I think it takes, um, not that I think it takes, it's a, th- sex is a spectrum. And I think sometimes people maybe start off on one end and just work their way down in their own time to find their, their happy place. And then some people go up and down and have fun that way. Some people stick on one end. Some people go start on one end, go into the middle and go back and stay on the other end. Some people go all the way to the other end and stay there. Some people go all the other end, try it once and then run back to where they came from. I think the most important thing is we stop judging people about where they put other people's body parts and where they put their body parts and who it gives a fuck and let them live their life. Okay. Because if we really look into people who want to crucify those that live in an authentic way, I guarantee we're going to find some dark shit and, and pizza gates. One of them, they're lizard people. Lizard people are the ones that are trying to burn down gay people. <laughs> it's Rico. If you feel poop while sticking your thumb in the butt, should you tell her, or take it to your grave. You can feel poop in there? No, why would you tell her? Also, what else do you think is up in there? Isn't that, that's where poop is. It's in the butt. If you put your thumb in the butt and you feel poop, hey, congratulations. You're basically a doctor. You're a proctologist. You know, get a get one of those plaques, frame frame up frame your your GPA, put it up behind your desk and call yourself a doctor. If a girl was nice enough to let you put her thumb in her ass, don't mention the poop. If you were lucky enough to stick your thumb in your girl's ass, don't mention the fucking poop. It's unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. We don't... For what? For what? Why are you going to tell her you felt the poop? She's just going to feel bad. And also, like, that's, that's where poop lives. That's like going into a cave and touching a bear and being like, there's a bear in this cave. Yeah, well, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. But if you keep poking him, it's going to get ugly and real messy, and you might not survive. So don't fucking poke the bear in your girlfriend's butt. Kyle Cook, 77. My problem is you don't have Vegas weekend at the Laugh Factory. Blaze on. You know, that schedule is insane. Not that I don't want to do it. I've been offered the Vegas show a couple times. I haven't been able to do it because of scheduling, but the schedule there is like 45 shows a day for seven days. And I don't, I don't know that I can commit to that because I have so many other things going on, but we'll look into it. Definitely. We'll look into it for 2023 because my schedule is full for this fall. Let me tell you guys where I'm going to be while I have you on the hook here. So Carly and I are going back out and barring on any Netflix tapings that her and I have, these are our dates. September 1st through the 3rd, we're going to be at Captain Brian's in Florida. Uh, that is uh, Marco Island, Florida. September 8th, we're going to be at Brooklyn, New York at the Bell House. September 10th at Fairfield, Connecticut. I think we're at a city winery there. I could be wrong. September 11th, never forget, we're going to be at Helium in Buffalo. September 23rd to the 24th, we're going to be at the Vulcan in Austin, Texas. October 1st, we're going to first we're going to be at higher ground in burlington vermont october 28th to the 29th we're going to be in royersfield pennsylvania 
November 11th through 12th, we're going to be at the in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That's going to be, it, that's a brewery. That's Cisco Brewery in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Really fucking fun time. November 18th through the 19th, we're going to be at Chicago, Rosemont, um, Zanies. And I think New Year's Eve, I'm going to be doing Syracuse again, but that's up in the air right now. You can go to jessiemay.com for tickets. And in 2023, we're going to be coming to DC, Philly, New York City again, Nashville, and Chicago again. So check out those dates in the fall. Let's see what we got here. Um, Brennan 99, multiple urination urges overnight, four to five times. You got to get your, you got to get your prostate checked. You got to get, you might have something inflamed that is putting pressure on your bladder. That's making it so that you have to pee more frequently. You might have a UTI. You could have herpes. You could be pregnant. Are you a man? Well, wilder things have happened. You got to get, you got to go check, check it out with your doctor. But also, are you drinking a lot before bed? See, I have such a hard time because I'm a thirsty bitch, not in like a thought way, but in like an actual thirst way. And I wake up and pee in the middle of the night, most nights because I chug water before bed. So check your, maybe, maybe don't drink so much before bed, but you might want to check your prostate. See if you got a UTI, something dirty. You got a dirty dick? I hope you figure it out. Tina Heavens, 91, America. Girl, well, you heard my rant in the beginning. I feel you. I know. But here's the reality is, and I'm not wishing this on anyone. All great empires fall, and they have all fallen. And I think, I think we're being awoke awoken is that a word we're being uh, the the wool is being pulled from our eyes a little bit here and we're starting to realize some truths and those are also equally convoluted with some falsehoods and it's making us very unstable it's making us fight with each other and that's exactly a breeding ground for an oligarchy <laughs> i gotta stop talking to sam Tripoli. we're turning in <laughs> to the dark ages <laughs> lizard people are ruling jimmy pacapo pacapo jimmy pacapo your your name is so fun pacapo if i was your friend i would just be like are we gonna go over to pacapo's house and every time i saw you i'd be like pacapo 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 have you always known that you have nice feet oh my god you guys are such perverts you're such perverts you know I just, not that I've always known that I have nice feet. For those of you who are wondering what, what he's talking about, I guess I'm on Wikipedia, not I'm guess, but I, have, I think I have a good rating. Let's see what my rating is now because I haven't been on it in a, ha in a hot minute. Let's go to Wikipedia. Wiki, 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 feedia, wiki feet. Um, here we go. I think you type in the name. So Wikifeet is a website that rates famous people's feet. And you do celebrity search. Jesse May Peluso pops up. I have a five out of five. They have my shoe size wrong. And okay, so I've got, <laughs> this is so rude. I'm going to give you the rating. 136 people say I have beautiful feet. 32 said nice. 20 said okay. Two said bad and eight said ugly. Well, you know what? 
you're all haters. Wow, there's a lot of photos of my feet. Half of these are not my feet, by the way. So I don't know where. Wow, there's a lot of close-ups. Okay, those are my feet. Oh, this is so weird. Oh, God, there's a big photo of my foot there. You guys are just... Look, when shit like this exists, you know that we're going to explode. You know that the world is ending when there's a website that is just dedicated to feet. And it probably was before then that we knew the world was ending. I mean, probably from the beginning of civilization. We knew that the world was going to end at some point due to our own hand. But let's not be too depressed. We've already talked about enough depressing shit. (laughs) Brotherhood 424. How does a dad get to notice... How does a dad get you to notice them when they slide into your DMs? It's, you guys know I have um, a dad, my dad's, my daddy's, all my fans. Shout out to all the single dads. I'm not home wrecker. Um, my, my rats, my rich and thick singles. That's my prerequisite to ride this ride. And really to get noticed, just send, you know, do you. Be authentic. That's the best way to get noticed in this world. Anything else is just trite. Any other attempt at a connection will just be that, an attempt. If you show up authentically, the only thing that will happen will be an authentic experience. Every time you show up authentically, you'll either have an authentic experience or the person you meet isn't authentic enough to match you. It's a great way to show up. It's a real equalizer. And it's really... um, a great place to be in your life when you just stop giving a fuck about how you look and what people think about how you look and what you say and you just show up as you. So if you want to slide in my DMs, show up as you. Compliments are nice. They go far. Uh, Maybe expressing something interesting about yourself goes far. And be authentic AF, you know? Godspeed, brotherhood. Next question. Chris Watson, 79. Need more camel toe. And then there's that approach. You choose your own adventure and see how far you get. Need more camel toe. That's the last thing we need. More camel toe. What we need is more cowbell. What we need is that era on Saturday Night Live with fucking Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, Molly Shannon. Oh, we don't need more camel toe. We need more cowbell, damn it. Well, I love you guys so much. I am going to go record an episode of Deuce with my homie Mike Tully. That's my other podcast that I have. And Girl with Carly, we're back on because I've been gone. She was filming as well. So we're back on recording those episodes. And as always, Sharp Tongue will be here next week as well. And I love you guys. I hope you got something out of this. And live authentically. And thanks to Dame again. Check out their products. Have some fun with sex. Life is short to be shy, and life is too short to not figure out what makes you hot and bothered. Get hot and bothered this summer. Love you all. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.